From Fat for Weight Loss, I'm Aaron Day, and this is the daily December segment of the Fat for Weight Loss show. So let's get right to it. Every day in December, we'll be covering a new topic, from events to travel to nutrition and physical performance. So let me know what you want to cover, and we'll dig into it for six minutes every day in December. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fat for Weight Loss Show. This is the daily dose of the Fat for Weight Loss Show, and today we're talking all about vegetables, the complete guide to the keto vegetable groups. Now, um, I wanted to talk about this because there's been a lot of confusion recently uh, with the, you know, the flare-up of the carnivore diet, uh, and there's a lot of things that, you know, people are scared to eat certain vegetables because of their carbohydrate content. So I want to show you um, a really easy way to think about vegetables, some of the things that you can get from vegetables, some of the things you can't get from vegetables, and some of the reasons why you may want to go carnivore and you know vice versa so uh, why would you want to eat vegetables in the first place well if you are someone who enjoys that full feeling from a diet or from the food that you eat uh, so that you rely on uh, you know um, the amount of food that you eat to signal to your brain to stop eating then vegetables are a great way to do that because they contain a lot of volume a lot of fiber it's um you know fantastic to do that they taste great you can make a fantastic meal with the addition of vegetables um you know there's there's so many things out there that you can make with vegetables romesco sauce there's just plenty <laughs> um and so to eliminate them uh would be you know just something that you may need to keep the, the taste of a meal in in mind so um eating vegetables gives you great cooking skills it gives you a diverse range of essential nutrients a wide array of food choices so um you know there, there's a bit of an argument to say that the the essential nutrients in vegetables aren't as plentiful as we once thought um but you know that's that's all up to you personally and that's you know your personal choice so why would you not want to eat vegetables well you know for someone going carnivore it's easier to not eat vegetables if you have undiagnosed food sensitivities so for anyone who is trying to figure out their food sensitivities and they can't figure it out then going carnivore for a little while may help you repair your gut that is something that a lot of people do find. Um, if you have a lot of Neanderthal genes, uh, so the 23andMe uh, test can can tell you that, you may thrive better without vegetables. I know that Dr. Ken Berry uh, is a big advocate of that. So not only does he eat one meal a day, but he uh, tries to avoid vegetables and he stays pretty carnival most of the time. So uh it's more effort to cook vegetables so while they give you great cooking skills it is a lot more effort to cook vegetables um, as opposed to just meat and then we don't know what you're missing out on if you are just consuming meat um, so we don't really know that yet you know a lot of people do feel a lot better going on the carnivore diet but it's just not something that we're we've studied enough yet and i feel like it's a little bit too restrictive so it's sort of like the carbs versus fat debate again so maybe you know there's there's probably some merit to it so uh there are plenty of suitable vegetables out there if you are trying to include them in your diet spinach kale broccoli collard greens swiss chard arugula romaine lettuce butterhead watercress dandelions i could go on and on and on 
The ones that you need to, um, you know, have a think about in moderation, onions, pumpkin, squash, and carrots, those are totally fine on the ketogenic diet, but you just need to keep in mind that they're a moderation type food. It's not something that you would be including pumpkin in every single meal um, just because the carbohydrate content in those vegetables are a little bit higher than the, you know, all of the greens, the, the bell peppers and the olives and the eggplant, mushrooms, those types of things. So there is a thing with uh, fruit and vegetables. So there's something that's called the dirty dozen and that's foods and vegetables that are routinely sprayed or have lots of phytochemicals on them Uh, but the ones that are keto friendly uh, i like to call them the dirty half dozen (laughs) because it's strawberries spinach tomatoes celery capsicum and hot peppers or you know um, chilies those ones are routinely sprayed with chemicals um, and they are best either bought organic or you can soak them in a solution of bicarb soda and water uh, for about 15 minutes before consuming. And there's a study on this, and I'll link this in the podcast. According to the University of Massachusetts, they will remove most of the chemicals from your food as the bicarb soda will effectively neutralize the chemicals by what's known as a redox reaction. So uh, for those chemists out there, you will understand what a redox reaction is. But for anyone else out there, simply by soaking your uh, vegetables or you know those types, of, I, I think. With spinach you're probably best washing them in that solution um, for about you know just running them under water but for those other ones that are whole vegetables things like celery capsicum uh, chilies you know best to soak them for 15 minutes in that sodium bicarb solution so you can just put a teaspoon in uh, maybe in a, a, a big bowl of water uh, and that will definitely help now there's clean ones as well that aren't routinely sprayed and there's usually the clean 15 but The clean seven are ones that are probably more keto friendly. That's avocado, cabbage, onions, asparagus, eggplant, cauliflower, and broccoli. So if you're eating a lot of those vegetables, then you probably don't have to worry about getting buying them organic or trying to, you know, soak them in bicarb because those ones generally don't get sprayed that often. Um, always best to buy organic, but obviously not everyone can afford that. And and uh, to be honest, I don't buy organic vegetables that often either. So I'm sort of with you on that one. Now, nutrition deficiencies of purely plant-based diets. So for anyone out there who is completely avoiding meat and just having a plant-based diet that's totally fine and that's up to you but you need to be you need to be wary of the things that are involved in a purely plant-based diet and things that you need to watch out for in uh, nutritional deficiencies so vitamin b12 is something that is routinely shown as very uh you know Uh, very deficient in a lot of plant-based diets so vitamin b12 comes from liver clams sardines beef tuna nutritional yeast you know nutritional yeast yes a lot of plant-based diets do try and include a lot of nutritional yeast but it generally comes in the more bioavailable versions come from liver and clams and sardines beef and tuna so um I do know that a lot of vegans do get uh, B12 injections because they're not getting it enough from in their diet. So it's just something you need to watch out for. Uh, iron is also something you need to watch out for on a purely plant-based diet. So shellfish, spinach, organ meats, red meat, beans, turkey all have good sources of iron uh, and obviously shellfish organ meats red meat and turkey aren't on a plant-based diet Um, you know so you just need to watch out for the iron deficiencies there vitamin a deficiency is something that people with on a plant-based diet also have Um, so vitamin a comes from liver cod liver oil mackerel tuna pate those types of things you know pate is a mixture of liver and other things Um, but really those 
those uh, those. I get, <laughs> those um, animal sources are uh, the best way to get those. Um, so, you know, just keeping in mind about a plant-based diet, making sure that you're getting plenty of those, uh, you know, ones that you can get from plants. Now, nutritional deficiencies on a carnivore diet. So a lot of people uh, may not agree with me on this one, but uh, vitamin C is something that is quite hard to get within a carnivore diet. Vitamin E is the same. Folate is the same. Magnesium is quite hard to get, although a lot of people on the ketogenic diet do supplement with magnesium. So that tends to not be too much of a problem with the carnivore diet. Sulfurophane. Where is that coming from on a carnivore diet? That usually comes from broccoli and green vegetables on a plant-based diet. Um, you know, I think carnivore diets are fine if you're eating a lot of tr liver, tripe, you know, organ meats, that's that type of thing every single day. Um, but most people aren't. They're eating a lot of just muscle meat. Uh, and the problem is, is that DNA, da DNA damage from lack of nutrients can happen from two to eight years on. And so your body won't initially react to nutritional deficiencies, either on a carnivore diet or on a plant-based diet. They're both the same. Um, but, you know, over time, if you are deficient in those vital nutrients, then something is going to have to give up. And, you know, that can play anywhere from two to eight years. And there's a great podcast episode uh, with... Um, Joe Rogan and Dr. Rhonda Patrick that talks all about this. I think it's for about two and a half hours of it. Uh, you can find it at www.foundmyfitness.com forward slash episodes forward slash JRE-1178. I'll put that link in the description as well. Um, but, you know, I think it's best to include a varied diet when it comes to this. Obviously, if you have uh, allergy to nightshades or you know, those types of things on a vegetable-based diet, then that could be a problem. But having a broad range of nutrients that you can get from all different types of sources is going to be the best way forward. Um, and, and you know, restricting yourself too much uh, just screams <laughs> scream something that's going to go wrong. Um, and so uh, I really do believe that vegetables are a great part of a diet but if you have undiagnosed uh, nutritional you know problems or you have um, you know undiagnosed food sensitivities then that could be a, a indication that you might want to take vegetables out of your diet so I'm really bad at sticking to the six minute rule <laughs> it's now nearly 10 minutes but I hope this episode has given you some really great information on whether you should be eating vegetables or not and it's not really a should it's whether you you choose to or not um, and you know all of this is purely up to to you don't let me tell you um, that anything is wrong I think just having a good broad knowledge of anything and everything is a great way to to keep everything moving forward so again thank you so much for listening my name is Aaron Day this is the Daily Dose of the Fat for Weight Loss Show and I will be talking to you tomorrow Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes like this or get in contact with me over on Instagram to suggest a topic that we could cover for tomorrow's episode. So until then, have a fantastic day and I will be talking to you tomorrow.